peace be with you as we celebrate all the wonderful ways God can care and nurture us today and forever in the kingdom of the mustard seed. We worship our God in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. From Psalm 31, In you, O Lord, do I take refuge. Let me never be put to shame. In your righteousness, deliver me. I trust in you, O Lord. I say, you are my God. My times are in your hand. Make your face shine on your servant. Save me in your steadfast love. God knows the challenges and the battles that we each face, and he is strong to save us. He is infinite in wonder, gracious and infinite God. We need you to be with us. Holy God, we admit that we are like chaff that the wind drives away. We thank you that you are here to be our Savior. Save us, we pray, and teach us to put you first above all else. Well, friends in Christ, God is infinite and eternal in his understanding of us and our needs. We are made new creatures through Jesus' life among us, his sacrifice for us and his resurrection victory. The kingdom of God is here among us. Therefore, as a servant of Christ, I forgive you all of your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Together we celebrate the glory of God's victory and the goodness of his care. And we pray, blessed Lord, today as we listen to the simple stories that Jesus told, help us to listen with open hearts and minds, ready to see the greater vision of who you are. Help us to seek your wisdom and inspiration, that we may embrace the great vision of your glory. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. As we celebrate the kingdom of God, we turn to the insight and wisdom and wonder of his word. From Paul's second letter to the Corinthians, chapter 5. For we know that if the earthly tent we live in is destroyed, we have a building from God, an eternal house in heaven, not built by human hands. Meanwhile, we groan, longing to be clothed instead with our heavenly dwelling. 
Because when we are clothed, we will not be found naked, for while we are in this tent, we groan and are burdened, because we do not wish to be unclothed, but to be clothed instead with our heavenly dwelling, so that what is mortal may be swallowed up by life. Now, the one who has fashioned us for this very purpose is God who has given us the Spirit as a deposit, guaranteeing what is to come. Therefore, we are always confident and know that as long as we are at home in the body, we are away from the Lord, for we live by faith, not by sight. We are confident, I say, and would prefer to be away from the body and at home with the Lord, So we make it our goal to please him. Whether we are at home in the body or away from it, for we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ so that each of us may receive what is due us for the things done while in the body, whether good or bad. This is the word of the Lord. And thanks be to God. The Holy Gospel is according to St. Mark, the fourth chapter, beginning at verse 26. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said, This is what the kingdom of God is like. A man scatters seed on the ground. Night and day, whether he sleeps or gets up, the seed sprouts and grows, though he does not know how. All by itself the soil produces grain, first the stalk, then the head, then the full kernel in the head. As soon as the grain is ripe, he puts the sickle to it, because the harvest has come. And again, Jesus said, what shall we say the kingdom of God is like? Or what parable shall we use to describe it? It is like a mustard seed, which is the smallest of all seeds on earth, yet when planted, it grows and becomes the largest of all garden plants with such big branches that the birds can perch in its shade. With many similar parables, Jesus spoke the word to them as much as they could understand. He did not say anything to them without using a parable. But when he was alone with his own disciples, he explained everything. This is the Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Praise to you, O Christ.
in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The pages of the Bible are filled with birds. The Bible has about 50 different kinds of birds flying through its pages. Herons and cranes, crows and cuckoos, doves and eagles, falcons and hawks, owls and ostrich, partridge and peacock, pelicans and pigeons, quail and sparrow, storks and swans, vultures and swallow. So it seems that birds are very dear to our God. So this is why when Jesus starts talking about birds, we pay attention. He says, look at the birds of the air. They do not plant or harvest or store away food in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than the birds? Who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to his life? Jesus points to the birds to inspire our confidence that God cares for us even more than he cares for the birds that he clearly treasures. In this, Jesus is very much like his heavenly Father, who challenges the stricken and ailing man Job and his skeptical friends to consider the birds. God defiantly asks them, Does the hawk take flight by your wisdom? And spread its wings towards the south? Does the eagle soar at your command and build his nest on high? God wants them to be confident in his almighty strength and design. He wants us to have this confidence too. And dare we say, do we hear that God is just a little bit proud of these birds. He's made them to do this miraculous thing, to weave the earth and soar off into the blue sky. Indeed, they show us God's ingenuity well. So, well, indeed, this spring, a pair of robins built a nest right in front of our dining room window. We stared into this low bush as piece by piece they weaved together their nest. My wife and I were both a little skeptical about whether or not this would work. To us, the nest seemed too low to the ground, too vulnerable. But when the mama bird started sitting on a couple of eggs, it was still cold and 
it was really hard to watch as those weeks uh, it rained hard, rained really, really cold rain on top of that robin's head, and she just kept sitting there. And then, maybe you remember it, it was the first really warm Saturday. And suddenly, there were three furry little heads sticking out of that nest every time that mom and dad would arrive with something else to eat. And this relentless feeding, well, it all seemed pretty miraculous to me, i got to be honest. This nearly constant activity lasted for a couple of weeks. And then one day, suddenly, the nest was empty. The birds had disappeared into the amazing wonder of nature. Well, by what I had witnessed, my confidence in God's care for his creatures now seemed even more secure. But, well, now, that empty little nest sits in the bush, reminding me that these birds, like you and me, we've entered a dangerous and complicated world. The book of Proverbs has something to say about this. Like a little fortune cookie message, it says, Like a bird that strays from its nest is a man who strays from his home. And so we need his wisdom. And Jesus then gets our attention when he tells us a little story about a sanctuary and a refuge much better and more consistent than any nest or home could provide. Jesus calls it the kingdom of God. Jesus' story about this kingdom starts with a tiny little mustard seed. Like this small seed, the kingdom of God starts as something very small and could seem insignificant, but it just keeps growing. Its stem getting thicker. Its branches spreading higher and wider. The power in this small seed cannot be seen at first, but it relentlessly grows until its branches can be a resting place for the birds of the air to come and take refuge in its shade. In this story that Jesus tells us, he is saying that this is what God wants for you and me. We who are far more treasured than the birds, we have our shade and refuge consistently guarded and nurtured in the kingdom of God. Maybe this kingdom of God doesn't look like much at first. One man 
one man named Jesus sitting beside a lake telling stories to a group of curious listeners. But over the next few years, with every word and each action, Jesus was stretching the branches of God's kingdom right toward us. In the very same day that Jesus told this story of the mustard seed, he got into a boat with his disciples as the sun was setting. And they were going to sail to the other side of the lake when a furious squall of wind suddenly came up and waves were filling the boat. Jesus stood up in that rocky boat and he raised his arms towards the sky and commanded the wind and the waves, quiet, be still. And suddenly it was completely calm at the voice of him who commands all the universe. I wonder if birds feel the same sense of relief that surely those disciples must have felt that night in that boat. But, you know, they're a little different than us. Birds, well, they hide in a tree, I guess. I don't know. Where do they go until a storm passes where they wait out the heat of the day and, well, then they just kind of go on their way. It might just be our distinctly human privilege to be able to express thanks and gratitude to our creative God as he gives us the sanctuary in the refuge of his strong kingdom. In this kingdom of the mustard seed, yes, everything starts small. On the day when these same disciples watched Jesus die on a cross, I cannot imagine that any one of them could really fathom how far and wide and great the branches of this tree were going to stretch. But three days later, they were astonished and amazed to see Jesus return to them alive. In his resurrected glory, Jesus was now standing before them and, well, it might have just begun to sink in a little bit. His story about the little mustard seed started to grow inside their imagination. Maybe in his resurrected victory, they could now see the branches of this strong tree now reaching forever, past every obstacle in its way, past even death itself. Jesus had planted a seed, 
that might at first seem very small, but this is the love of God growing into the tallest of all trees. Almighty God will not be denied. The kingdom of his compassion and love, the kingdom of his mustard seed, will grow to be the largest of all the garden plants. God will be triumphant in his compassion and his eternal and infinite care of us. Like the mustard seed, well, this could start as something quite small in your heart and in your mind. But can you imagine a caring gardener who comes to this place where the seed is planted day after day? This faithful gardener, he will not give up. He will do everything he can to see this plant grow. He will nurture and tend and guard it as it grows. When we feel its shade and find rest in its branches, well, you and I call this faith. We call it hope and we call it trust. We call it good today. And we will be grateful to our God in new ways that grow greater every day and forever. In the victory of Jesus. So let me pray for you that you would be so blessed. Good Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you and praise you and worship you that by the living Spirit speaking through Jesus' words, we may have faith and hope and trust in the refuge and sanctuary of the branches of your mustard seed kingdom, forever growing greater in infinite and eternal ways, may we be so blessed in Jesus' name. Amen. I invite you to share with me the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. 
We worship God with our offering. I invite you to send your offering to our church by mail. Thank you. Bless you. Pray for ourselves and one another that your love and mercy may grow, offering us the shade of God's grace. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord, we pray for our families that we may see in the steadfast love of our Heavenly Father a source and pattern for the love and care we can give one another in our families. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Let us rejoice with those who rejoice this day, that we may celebrate that God's amazing grace is the source of all the blessings we have. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord, we pray for all those who especially need of your care that they may know that God's kingdom has come to those who believe in his promises. May we take God at his word and look forward to the day when we receive his glory along with all those who have hoped in Christ. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Great God, we pray for those we name before you in our hearts. that they may take heart that the prayers offered up to God on their behalf are powerful and effective. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Amen. We thank you, Father, that Jesus taught us to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread as we forgive and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Blessed are you, Heavenly Father, for you care for us in all your goodness and wisdom. We thank you for your growing and thriving eternal compassion. Bless us 
with your great goodness in your eternal kingdom today and forever. In Jesus' name, amen. And the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen. Blessing and glory and wisdom and thanks and honor and power and might be to our God forever and ever. Amen.